Friends, welcome back to The Open Table. My name's Lena Poe, and I'm your host. I know that it's been a minute, and I'm so glad that you guys decided to join us today because this episode is a good one. Like, I mean, it's really good. And I wanted to let you know that we're set to be back on track, and we'll have episodes every other week as promised. Sorry that I got a little bit off track there for a couple of weeks, but we're here now, and I'm really excited about it. On today's episode of The Open Table, I got to have such a sweet chat with Miss Erin Gulisarian, or as I like to call her, E-Girl. Erin has played such a sweet key role in my development as an RA, a learner, and a disciple of Christ. And it has been the most fun to get to have a combo with her about the Lord and how he's been working in her heart, and just to hear her sweet wisdom and insight. I really, really think that you guys will find some good stuff in today's episode, and so I'm really excited to hear your feedback about it. Here it is, and as always, thanks for listening. Hey guys, I am so excited about this conversation. Um, I'm here with my friend Erin, and Erin was my boss a couple of years ago, and now she's like my boss's boss, but really we're just friends, um, and I'm really grateful um, for the opportunity to get to talk to her today. Um, So, hey Erin. Hi! (laughs) Um, Okay, so for those of the listeners that don't know you, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and about your family and what you do and um, some of your favorite things or something like that. Yeah. Um, so my name is Erin Kulisarian. I work at Oklahoma Baptist University where Elena goes to school, and so I'm director of the residential experience there. Um, I've been in residential life um, in higher education for, I think, going on six and a half years now, which is wild. And I also went to OBU for my undergraduate work um, and that's where I met my husband. Um, and so we've been married for um, about six years, too. And we just had the cutest little baby girl about three and a half months ago. And so I'm just a brand new mama. And if you hear my baby crying, she's downstairs with her family, with uh, my, my husband and his parents. And so anyway, yeah, we're brand new parents and kind of trying to figure that life out. And I... Uh, just started back at work after maternity leave here a couple weeks ago. So yeah, I did my undergraduate work at OBU in Bible, um, and then I did my graduate work in higher education stuff. So um, kind of living my dream in getting to work with college students every day um, and help them through some really great times of their life and also through some really hard times of their life. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have a cutie little dog named Jed. Um, so for fun, I pretty much just hang out with my family, play with my dog, read, watch TV. I like to do a lot of shopping, but, you know, we've all been doing the online life <laughs> recently, so getting pretty good at that, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh. But yeah, that's, that's about it in a nutshell, I think. <laughs> that's Erin. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, anyway, okay, so... Erin, the whole podcast is centered around the concept of the Lord's Table. Um, and the invitation that we have to that table and then how in turn we can invite those around us um, to it through tables in our life that's just like spaces and different moments um, that the Lord has placed us in. Um, So I want to know what a few tables are in your life Um, and then I just want to say also that I have watched Erin in the spaces in in the tables in her life 
all of my career at OBU, and it's just been really fun to um, to get to watch her um, because she is super talented at using the space that the Lord has given her um, for the glory of God and for good, awesome conversation and being really gentle in hard conversations, but also coming in with gentle justice, as I would like to call it, and being really sweet in just showing the Lord's faithfulness and kindness to us and love in those conversations. So I just wanted to well, take a quick Anna. moment to say that. <laughs> but tell us about a few tables that are in your life. Yeah, so as I've been thinking about this topic, actually, I feel like it was maybe the first year you and I worked together. So mm. what, three years now, I yeah. guess? Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the Lord really started to teach me what it looks like to be hospitable in my life outside of just, like, making people casseroles and welcoming them into your house, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what does it look like to open your life and have space in your life for people to come in and to not be strangers anymore? Mm-hmm. To be welcomed into your life and, and what it looks like to do that in a way that draws people to the Lord and points them towards Him. And so that kind of conversation of a table goes hand in hand with that. Um, and so for the last few years, I've really been working that out in my life of what it looks like to, to do that and create intentional space for other people. Um, and I think right now, obviously the tables that are in front of me are being a wife uh, and being a mother and then working um, and being you know, a daughter and a sister and all of those roles that are different play that I play differently, but besides the roles, what do I, what can I do in my life when it comes to, like, today, when I woke up and I'm taking care of my little girl and changing her diaper and feeding her, and how, how can I do that in a way that teaches her, even from such a young age, what it looks like to have the peace of the Lord in our hearts and, mm-hmm. and the kindness, but no mundane, everyday task is outside of the glorification of God. And so you can do all of those things for glorifying God um, and towards that. But then, you know, our days can be so busy and so crazy just trying to work and be all of the roles that we are that sometimes at night I go to sleep and I think, oh my gosh, what have I done? Like, have I done anything? Have I checked anything off my to-do list? Have I been productive? Mm. When I don't know that the Lord calls us to productivity, even though we have to be productive productive people um that he calls us to do and steward well the things that he's put in our lives and so in this week just to be honest i've had some hard conversations with students um because we're in a hard time right there's covid we've all gone back to school most of us have gone back to school for the first time since quarantine and it's uncertain what that looks like and so in my conversations with students like how can i challenge them to think differently mm. but then also how can I support and engage them in a way that's comforting and kind um, and shows them that they're more than just a product and that I'm more than just a machine mm. right that as humans we're not intended to be machines but rather to be these relationally interconnected beings um, and so yeah just kind of like learning what are these different spaces in my life um that I can engage people and then how can I look up from my everyday to-do list or my every my everyday life and see them for the human that they really are 
mm. and engage them well there, yeah. even if that's my three-month-old or um, my family or whoever it might be. And so, yeah, kind of looking at it that way is how I'm trying to to retrain my brain a little bit. Um, in, in a culture that says we are worthy because of what we can produce mm. or what we can do, uh, that's not true. We're yeah. worthy because Christ loves us and died for us. And so teaching that to the others around me, not because I have it figured out, but because I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, and in the midst of figuring it out, it's so fun because you get to just learn. I feel like you learn so much about yourself in just, yeah. like, trying to practice it every single day. But also, you're just learning so much about Christ and so much about yeah. his love for people and how he speaks and moves. Um, which leads me to your next, my next question. Um, how have you seen the Lord um, speak and move um, in you and to you um, in your life? Basically, like, how do you hear from God? Yeah, well, I think it's primarily important to be in His Word, and that's hard. Um, honestly, that's been really hard for me in the last few months. So I feel like my life's gotten really busy, and so that's been difficult. And so sometimes um, what I'm doing now, like even just yesterday, mm-hmm. you know, I don't have time for a 45-minute quiet time. I wish I did, and there's some days that I do, and I can take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's reading the Bible on my phone while I feed my daughter, and then getting to sit on the edge of the bed and say, "Okay, Lord, guide my steps today." Mm-hmm. Even though I don't know that I'm going to remember what I read in Your Word, when I need it, bring it to my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and then praying through one of, one of a spiritual discipline that I are really just a practice that I that I love is to pray through my day um, I think it's called praying the office and so to, to start at the beginning of the day and say okay I'm, you know, I'm doing this first and then this and then this and then this and pray through each of those situations and say yeah I have this meeting at 9 o'clock and I'm not sure I don't feel prepared or whatever it might be um, so Lord what, what can I do in that to be peaceful um, and what can I do in that to bring you glory and to show others your yourself? Um, and so even if that's like class, you know, or whatever it is that we're going through our days, like how can I be really intentional about those times? And so because I've done that first thing in the morning, when that time comes up, I've prayed about it, but I also feel like it helps me be a little bit more intentional because I've already been thinking about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so that I think has been one way that the Lord has has prompted me when I get to those situations that I've prayed about at least the ones I knew about <laughs> yeah. then the Lord's been faithful so faithful to like bring to mind um, the things that I've read or the, the ways that he's spoken to me so like for example a couple days ago um, I had been reading oh gosh it's going to evade me now but the a passage about how the rivers will not consume you and the waters will not overwhelm you hmm. um and then got through my day and some really crazy things were going on and I was really overwhelmed and really stressed. And the Lord was so faithful to bring that to my mind. Mm-hmm. And while I'm tempted to use that verse to say, okay, like I'm gonna make it a good situation and I'm not gonna be stressed. The Lord's not guaranteeing to me that I'm not gonna be stressed, but he's guaranteeing that it's well with my soul so that even if I'm like super stressed out that day and everything's crazy, that at the end of the day, 
I'm well with him because of what he's done for me. And so he's just so faithful to bring those things to my mind. Hmm. Oh, yeah, that's so good. Um, man, uh, I knew this was going to be good, but I'm just, I'm thriving off of all the things that you're saying. This is so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I feel like in those intentional conversations, in um, the hard conversations that you do have to have with students, or just like in um, daily conversation with, with your husband or with um, another family member or friends, um, and you're having gospel conversations, um, and it does um, start to get to a hard point, um, specifically in challenging conversations. Um, what do you feel like helps you persist in those conversations? What do you feel like is is helpful to you most in in those types of conversations? Yeah. So, well, first off, I am trying to challenge myself to engage those who don't know Christ more because I work in a pretty Christian-saturated environment. Um, you know, I work at a Christian private school, and um, both of them, I've been blessed that both of my family, my family and my in-laws, are strong believers and have been um, both my life, entire life and my husband's entire life. Um, so that's wonderful and such a blessing, um, but sometimes it's easy to just stay in that and not engage gospel-centered conversations with someone who doesn't believe like you do. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely challenging myself in that way, but not losing sight of the fact that we can have gospel-centered conversations with those who already know the gospel. Mm-hmm. Because it's essential that we preach the gospel to ourselves, mm-hmm. and it's essential that we pre- preach the gospel to other believers, because I forget, even last night, my husband and I were having a conversation about how works-based I can be as a person. I'm pretty, pretty much a perfectionist, and so I can be really works-based, mm. and how that's not the gospel. Mm. That's not great. That's not the gospel. And so even as believers, as believers, we need to call that out each other. But it's difficult and hard, and sometimes we can hurt each other's feelings unintentionally because of the sin that we have. The mm. sin that we have in our life, the flesh that we have, doesn't like the gospel and, and, and can't live side by side with that mm. truth. And so those conversations can be really difficult. And I think what encourages me to persist, although I'll be honest, I don't always persist if I am don't have the courage sometimes or I'm tired or whatever, but the times where I have been encouraged to persist in this conversation is remembering that Christ is in the process of making all things new. Mm. And that that's, that's me, that, and that includes me, but it also asks something of me, um, that as he's making me new, he's asking me to do the work that he set before me to help make the world new, eventually. Um, and part of that is having those hard conversations that in the moment, they're really uncomfortable, but the eternal payoff of them is way worse than how uncomfortable they are. Mm-hmm. So even that conversation, you know, even several of the conversations I've referenced that I've had this week that were hard and uncomfortable, there have been moments where I, like, feel like I'm about to say something or I'm listening to something and I'm tempted to be like, well, that's not true. Like, that's not how I feel. So therefore, it's like, I'm not going to listen to you mm-hmm. or I'm not going to take that in. And instead, in that moment, recognizing that it's hard 
and in that split second, asking the Lord to make my heart soft to take in those words that that person has for me, mm-hmm. um, and and or to use discernment and wisdom in how I say that to that person. Yeah, because sometimes you can be in the midst of a gospel centered conversation, and it's not the right time, right? Like, yeah. haven't read the room well. They're not going to take the words well. Yeah. I'm not going to take them well. And so knowing, okay, do I, do, I need to, do I need to hold on here and say, like, I really want to have this conversation with you, but maybe we both need to be in a better place, and then having the courage to revisit it? Hmm. Or or is it just being like, okay, we need, we need to have this now? And that just requires spiritual discernment from the Lord, yeah. not from myself. And so still kind of like you know obviously working out some of that in my life but knowing that the Lord's at work and that it's not on me to do the work it's on him through me helps me persist in this complication yeah for sure yeah I think we often get prideful in in gospel conversation in in any conversation really when the Lord has asked us to to be (laughs) guided by him by his Holy Spirit and I think we get prideful to be like, yeah, I got this. Like, I know, I know the gospel. I live it, you know, like yeah. it's, it's my life, you know, and I, I've, I know what it is. I know what it says. I preach it, you know, like I would like to say that, but I think we just often get prideful in being like, oh, I'm not going to just, even in what you're just saying now, like, oh, I'm not going to accept what you just told me because I don't see that in myself or that is hard for me to accept because this is uncomfortable or whatever when really like the Lord asks us to grow in uncomfortable situations and that's how we that's how we get to seek his face more um and that's how we get to yeah yeah, and that's how we get to see who like who he who he is and his heart for all people um and so I think that's just like really sweet um, that that is the way that the Lord has been working. How would you say we're supposed to live authentically? Um, gosh, that's a good. That's such a good question. And I was trying to remember this exact quote that I had read about that more, and I don't remember it exactly. So I'm going to butcher it probably. But no, you're good. That you can be. Uh, you need to be authentic and genuine with everybody. Um, I think it says, like, be genuine with everybody, authentic with a few, intimate with some. Mm. Um, and that's not saying that you're not authentic, um, but I think sometimes we mistake authentic for genuine. When I can be my genuine, true self um, and, and kind and honest with everybody in my life, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I need to tell everyone mm. the really intimate parts of my life. And sometimes that's hard for me. Maybe you've gotten that already. Like, I talk too much and tell people probably way too much about my life. Mm. <laughs> but um, learning that really wise balance of what you see is what you get with me, and I'm going to be honest with you, not just in speech, but in how I live my life. Mm. I'm going to be honest about the choices that I make. Um and the decisions that I make, and even even down to the products that I buy, or the food that I eat, or um, you know the relationships that I have, like I want that, and I strive for that. While mm. the really deep parts of my soul, I might just have a trusted amount of people that I'm sharing my everyday struggles with. 
Right. Although, if you ask me, like, I'd be honest with you about it. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So, I think trying to kind of, like, find that balance. And one of the ways that is a huge struggle for me to be authentic and genuine with people, um, I don't know, I think Enneagrams pretty well, so does everybody, like, kind of knows a little bit about the Enneagram. I know you do, for sure. Yeah. But I'm of Enneagram 1, mm-hmm. so it's really hard for me not to present myself as a completed idea Mm. um, that doesn't have flaws or has, if I do have flaws, I've already thought about how I'm going to resolve them, so I don't really need your help. Like, that's the thing of my existence, right? Is that pride. Um, And so it can be really hard for me to be genuine and authentic with people because I want, to show myself as a completed idea. And so one of the challenges that I've been giving myself about living that way is, okay, so like actually two days ago, I was on the phone with one of my really close friends and I'd asked her how she was doing and she was like, yeah, I'm doing great. And then she was like, how are you doing? And I was like, yeah, I'm doing great too. And then I was like, you know what? Actually, like today's been kind of hard. Mm. And like, this is why it's been hard. I don't know why I just lied to you. Mm. So, like, it's not like today wasn't great. Like, it's a good day. I woke up and the Lord providing for me. But, like, so here are some real ways that I, I feel empty and I feel discouraged and I feel stressed. And as my friend, like, I, I need you to pray for me in these areas and I need you to know about them. And so I think that's one of the challenges I'm giving myself is that it is okay kind of like I was saying earlier, like, I am not simply loved or worthy for what I can do. And so it's okay to be honest and say, like, oh, I'm really stressed out. Like, life's been hard these days, and I've been inside for five months or whatever. You know, we've all been in this, like, weird state. Right. And so, like, here's how I'm struggling with this. And the work's showing up. It's not that you're not showing up. But, you know, this is the ways that I am discouraged. And so that's how I'm really challenging myself. Mm. Um, to be honest and to just kind of like simplify my life a little bit and yeah. ask myself like what matters the most to me mm. like when I die what are the things that I want to like look back on and say these are the things that were important to me and that I prioritized and sometimes that's not having my room and my house totally clean and all my dishes done sometimes that's setting that aside to be my authentic self with my family mm. um like my in-laws are here this weekend and I love them so much but one of the temptations I had on Friday before I got here was to like have everything super clean and like smelling super great and the sheets on the bed and like little cookies you know like all of this yeah. like over the top and you grab one crap you know <laughs> and then it, it like you know it's four or five minutes away from the being here and that's not all done and my my natural instinct was to be like shameful about that but mm. oh look what you haven't done get onto yourself and like look what you you keep it better and instead I just had to be like you know what and I had to say this out loud to my husband it's okay that this stuff didn't get done mm. in fact it's fine like sometimes we push for the, to have the greatest most awesome life when good is good so so that's I think those are the challenges for myself so I'm preaching to myself here because I every day I have to relearn <laughs> yeah yeah uh, and being a disciple of Christ is not like, oh, I got this all done 
right here, right now. And now I know how to go do it and live my life. It's like, it's an everyday battle to say like, no, my life is yours, God. And here is how like, I am going to move forward and like help, help me like spirit, help me because I don't know, I don't know what to do here, you know? Uh, That's right. And I'm just learning that that prayer of, I have no idea what to do here. Mm. Sometimes it's a prayer that I'm praying all day, every day. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I like, I have no idea when for my personality, that's just a challenge because I want to be like, no, don't have an idea, but like, I'm going to research it. I'm going to read all the books. Like, I'm going to figure it all out. And like, we're going to, yeah, like I got a plan. Mm. When, if I'm being honest, I didn't, and I need the Lord to show up in that. And so I just have to pray, like, well, I have no idea what to do. Yeah. <laughs> show me the very next step that I should do, you know? Right. So, yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah. Ugh. Okay, you just said this little piece um, about talking to Trent and saying that you had to say it out loud for you to actually realize it unpack that a little bit like why did you feel like you had to say it out loud or did you feel like that was like helpful to you to be able to be like okay this is just a part of my personality that really like that honestly like I need to die to myself here just to look more like Jesus because I've been finding a lot of like things in myself even just this week like I'm a senior in college and life is hard and I am like it's weird to be like, I live in a freshman dorm, and that's weird. Like, I live with yeah. all freshmen. And and so it's just, like, it's just, the whole concept of this whole year is just so different, especially with COVID. And, like, even before we started recording, I was telling Aaron, like, I am this, – this whole season of, of this semester is just, like, it's so much slower than what I'm really used to in nursing school and – and all of that. And so I think I've just been learning a lot this week just about how like, like I'm a seven on the Enneagram and my heart just wants to not feel any type of emotional pain and any type of like, this is like not happy feelings. Like I don't really like those. So I kind of just like, I either choose to go sit and wallow in them. And then I think that becomes sinful because I'm just like sitting in my room sad and nobody knows about it. Um, or I choose to like make myself really, really busy and like go and get everything and everything that I could ever want. Like, oh, I'll go be a gluttonist with some ice cream every night this week, or I'll go and hang out with all of my friends and get to spend as much as time with them as I can or whatever. But I've just been learning, like the Lord has been like, no, confess that you are feeling this way. Confess and say out loud to someone like go to your boss's office and tell her hey you're feeling isolated or you're feeling this way like you need to say those things and so I just like have been really convicted about that and when you said that I was like oh I want to talk to her about that so yeah yeah oh gosh and like you said so many things that like I've even just been pondering about this week uh well the last few weeks honestly because I think the Lord convicted me of the things that I go to. So I teach I teach 11th and 12th grade in Sunday school class at my church here in, in Shawnee. And um, one of the things that we've been unpacking with them is the temptations that get put in front of us are usually always temptations to step outside the boundaries that the Lord has for us. Mm. 
Mm. So if you look at whatever temptation it might be, it's typically a temptation to find my identity in something besides Christ. Mm. The heart of most of our temptations are that, you know? Yeah. Um, So I've just been kind of unpacking that in my life. And in that, the Lord has been graciously, but very difficult. It's been very difficult showing me a bunch of areas in my life that I thought I, that, that I thought were okay. And that I thought I, there were no problems with that I've really been looking to, to fulfill myself or to ease stress or to ease feelings of being uncomfortable. Mm. Um, and so like, I'm like typically okay with like sitting in hard situations as long, like I said earlier, as long as I think that I have a plan on how to get out of them. Mm. And sometimes you just don't. Like sometimes there's just hard things that you can't plan or buy or stress your way, worry your way out of. Um, but in all of that saying, um, he's really shown me where like social media use, which we've harp on social media a lot, and I really like social media love and stuff. But um, where social media use and food mm. can really become a place for me where like yesterday I was like, ugh. I need, I need myself some ice cream. Okay, well, ice cream in and of itself is not the same. Like, eat ice cream all day, whatever. It's my favorite. I love it. But, like, why in the middle of a Zoom call when I got faced with something really stressful did I all of a sudden go, like, oh, I think I need some ice cream right now? Mm. And not feel like that's okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, eat the ice cream. But also, there's a certain level where I need to be taking those feelings to the Lord. Even if it's a quick prayer, like we were just saying, of I don't know what to do, or I'm stressed, help me figure out how to process that and give glory to you, rather than being like, so where's my chocolate chip ice cream? Yeah. Like, I'm not sure. I need to go get that real quick, you know? Yeah. Um, and so he's really been convicting me of, like, the places that I'm going instead of him yeah. to find comfort. Um or even to just escape whatever I'm facing at that moment. And so I think saying things out loud, to get back to your original question, I think saying things out loud is my way of preaching things to myself. Mm. Because if it's just in my head, I can talk my way out of that. Like if I just say in my head, okay, yeah, like I need to look to the Lord, great. But I can probably find a way to talk myself into like, yeah, but I like did my quiet time today, so it's cool. I'm fine. Mm. You know, I don't really need to seek him in this moment because I, I did earlier. But even just like now, when I say that out loud, it's not okay. Yeah. It doesn't make sense, right? And like, it's illogical. Yeah. And so I think when we say things out loud, is when we can notice those flaws where if it's just in my head I can I oh yeah I can rationalize it away completely yeah yeah and so that's why I felt like it's been important for me to say to say things out loud in the, in the Bible um, I think I think the Bible supports that where we talk about confessing the, that Christ is our Lord out mm. loud mm. is an important an important thing yeah yeah Every week at my church, we pa- we practice confession, and then they read assurance over us at the end of our confession, and we all confess out loud together, like the words that are on the screen. And the assurance part, obviously, is my favorite. 
but the confession part is what leads to the assurance part and it's like okay I know that while I'm saying this out loud with all of my friends right next to me my church family right next to me like we're all saying this together and the Lord is convicting our hearts probably in completely different ways but we're all confessing this sin together then like okay we get assured in the hope that we have in Christ and we're like we are getting reminded um every day and in every moment that like he is our assurance um and I just think yeah I just I'm still processing all of that from this week um and like learning the conviction of what I feel like is just going on in my heart and my life and what the Lord is speaking to me in and about confession but and like this is like probably the fourth conversation that I've had about confession this week and so I'm just like okay Lord I know that you are speaking to me about this specific thing and like that I need to be more open about and honest and transparent with people about what I'm actually going through and even in my most like intimate circles of friendship or whatever it's still hard for me to say those things out loud um it's still uncomfortable but like if we aren't doing it then I don't know if that that's incredibly glorifying to the Lord if we're not bringing the things that are in the dark to the light yeah and I think it's like a muscle it needs to be exercised Mm. Mm. yeah to do the work that the Lord intends confession to be and I I think you're exactly right I think it's a spiritual discipline that we don't practice enough I don't practice enough at all yeah yeah, that's good. I like that. I like that practice because the assurance of faith means so much more after you've confessed mm-hmm. because you've been faced with your own issues and your own sin and then to have that assurance of faith that even, not even, but with that sin, the Lord has covered all of that with his grace and with his atoning sacrifice. If, if there was no confession of sin, then I think it wouldn't be feel the same. Yeah. Yeah. For sure, it would no, absolutely not. It would not feel the same. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's good. Wow. That's, yeah, it's so good. <laughs> uh, ah, it's fun. We get to learn. I love it. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, uh, this is just kind of a fun question. I love asking this, but I want to know what you feel like you imagine the table of the Lord to look like. Oh, well, I think it's probably going to have lots of food. I hope. <laughs> I know. I really <laughs> hope that it'll have lots of food. Yeah. Um, because, like, also, like, fun question, but, like, on a serious note, I've talked about food, so we definitely know, like, is it about to be lunchtime? Maybe? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's only 10.50. It's not lunchtime. <laughs> but I um, do like food. Um, but I, I think that like the Lord gives us food and idea of like sitting around and doing it such a human thing mm. as like eating together because you need to eat to survive but also like it's enjoyable for most people yeah um and so that like we all get to sit and do this like part that's just really the essence of being human right like such a human thing yeah um that I wonder just what that looks like at the table of the Lord like is it food in the way that we know food or is it food that's different or what does that look like but 
Yeah. I love the idea, um, love, love, love the idea of people just gathering really close together and especially in this time of COVID, you know, we really miss that, like gathering so close together and fellowshipping with each other and just spending long hours over leftover food and hanging out and just sitting at a table and just living our lives with each other. Mm. Um, so much so that I made my dad, he's a really talented um, carpenter, build me a giant table for my kitchen that seats at least eight people because I just want, like, that's just my dream when we mm-hmm. move to our new house is to have people everywhere in, in our kitchen, making food, enjoying food together, um, hanging out in our living room. And we bought a house with a really large backyard so that we can have people over all the time. Yeah. And that's just, like, what I love. And so I think when I think about the Lord and the table of the Lord, I just think about, like, really sweet. For some reason, I think of, like, the light being kind of, like, with candlelight or something. And that sounds stupid, but, like, it's a really sweet time with people. It's mm-hmm. like fun and joyful. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. There better be some good cheese, though. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> cheese? Good cheese? Is that what you said? Yeah. I like cheese. I love cheese. That's just so funny that you're like, all I'm saying is there better be good cheese there. Like, I want a huge charcuterie board. Yeah, I love charcuterie. I love it. It's the best. It's so good. My mom just got this book recently, and it's this whole book of different charcuterie boards. Oh, that's fun. And it's like... Like, some of them are, like, holiday-themed, and then there's, like, party-themed ones and football night ones and, like, all of this. And then there's, like, the classic and the wine night or whatever. And it's just, it's so funny to me that we were, like, in a bookstore in Oklahoma City when they came to move me into, back to OBU for, you know, this year. And we were just, like, exploring OKC and she found that in there and she was like I'm getting this book I have to get it it's amazing and I was like I love that so much and she said the other day she was like I made like four or five I've made four or five of them already and I was like that's awesome mom I love that so much and it's just I love it because it's so cute and it's so her but yeah I imagine (laughs) it to be like just that's so fun just so much fun cheese and it is it's pretty fun it's pretty I like it. Yeah, and like you can you can do so many things off of like cheeses and I feel like cheese is a main food group for me. So yeah. Oh, yeah. it just has to be on everything. It's so good. It's, it's probably not super great for my stomach to like cheese that much, but whatever. Well, I saw I saw where one um charcuterie board was just candy. <gasps> That's so fun. I know. Funny to make my husband, he loves candy. Anyway, yeah, so that's what I, that's a long story short, that's what I imagined. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, I just can't wait to laugh in heaven. I'm just really excited oh, to laugh with Jesus. I think I can't wait to hear his laugh. I think it'll be really fun. Uh, I do too. I do too. <sighs> uh, yes, mm. it's going to be good. Can't wait to get there. But also, we have a lot of work to do here, so. okay so I feel like we've talked about a lot um 
Is there anything that you want to talk about before I ask you the last question that I always ask? No, gosh, this has been so fun. I've loved it. Plus, I just feel like I haven't talked to you in a little while. So I know, it's been good. So good up and, and I'm kind of an external processor sometimes. And so, some, yeah, sometimes, I guess. And so, this has kind of even been encouraging for me to be encouraged by you. Mm. And to also, you know, remember, um, I think in this time of COVID, we can get really distracted. And so, it's just even spending some time just chatting with you about uh, why we do what we do as believers has been really encouraging to me. So mm. thank you. If you even never published this because I sound terrible, I've been encouraged today. So thank you. No, <laughs> I'm publishing it. It's going out on Tuesday. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I think that's my favorite thing about getting to do this and is that I just get to, one, I get to externally process, but that I get to hear other people's hearts and I get to catch up with with humans that I love a lot but I haven't got to catch up with in a while and it's it's just sweet because yeah. I get to sit here and listen to the wise words that I know that that the Lord has given them but also I get to kind of just say out loud oh okay that's really good and you're really like the Lord is really speaking to me through this conversation um, and it, I think it just really reminds me to be really intentional in in all conversations that I'm having um, and so, yeah, it's just so sweet and so fun. Okay. So yeah. last question, this kind of goes back to table and all of that, but what's your favorite meal? Oh, my favorite meal. Oh goodness. After I've just said that I love food so much. Um, so I really love Chinese food, um, which I grew up in Asia until, high school, I graduated from high school in Southeast Asia, but I just love myself some good, like, American Chinese food, you know, like, got some MSG in it or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but I really like Chinese food, and I was so sad, because my favorite Chinese food place closed here in Shawnee, but, <gasps> um, so, yeah, probably some good sweet and sour chicken with white rice, you know, the unhealthy kind, and, uh, but yeah, I, I really like Chinese food. <laughs> but I also, like, love pasta. I follow this Instagram account it's called Pasta Grannies, and it's just about old Italian grannies that make pasta, and it's so fun. Oh my gosh, I'm going to go follow that. That's amazing. You should. You should. So, yeah, love some pasta, warm, but, you know, warm bread, lots of carbs, all the carbs, uh, which when I was pregnant with my daughter, I got a gestational diabetes, so I had to, like, cut out all the carbs, and it was... It was really good for me, really healthy, but it was sad. Yeah, you missed so. them a lot. I kind of laughed a little I bit did. whenever you said that, but I didn't mean to be like, but I think it's, that's, I, uh, I love carbs. It's so true. I'm sorry that that happened to you, that you had to cut out carbs. <laughs> uh. I know, it was sad. I mean, it probably was good. I've, like, learned to eat better and to, like, eat to fuel myself, not to just, like, feel good and so it's, it's taught me some good things but oh goodness as soon as she was born you know like it pretty much goes away right away I was like okay cool so somebody bring in the ice cream or yeah like, no or are you guys... is that gonna get <laughs> is that delivered to the room right after she's born or what <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like can you make sure you have it here right after she's born like I need I need yep. it now uh that's so funny yeah. so I make lots of cookies and ice cream and stuff 
Yes. You yeah. do. Oh, my gosh. I think the first year I was an RA, you cooked through, like, you baked through uh, Joanna Gaines' cookbook. And yes. you made those chocolate chip cookies. And I, you know, okay, a, the secret to a good chocolate chip cookie is to have a little bit of saltiness also in the cookie. And I don't know, I don't know what you did to those cookies, but they were like freaking a drug. They were so good. Oh, good. I'm glad. I'll have to offer you some. Okay. Okay. Cool. Sounds good. <laughs> I should be making you cookies. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh. Yeah, so Trent, like, had asked me, like, what do you want after she's born? But then COVID happened, so he couldn't leave the hospital and re-enter. Um, but our friends could, like, bring meals and basically drop it off outside of the hospital, and then he could go get it and bring it up to the room. And yeah. So we, uh, he asked the nurse, like, okay, what, she, what can she eat tonight? And the nurse was like, I don't know what she want to eat. She can eat whatever. Because I've been so used to, like, just being on a pretty restrictive diet with mm-hmm. the diabetes. So yeah. He was like, just anything? Like, what about what about chicken tenders? And she was like, sure. Yeah, she could have that if she wanted that. And he was like, and fries? And she was like, yeah, and fries. So I got chicken tenders and fries for mm. Rome, And it was very tasty. Nice. That sounds awesome. And where I'm from in Texas, we don't have Brahms. There are Brahms in Texas. Oh. I want to I wanna clarify that. There are Brahms in Texas. But where I'm from, we just don't have any. And so whenever I get to come to school, my mom loves Brahms. Like, she grew up with Brahms, like, right down the street. And so, we always go get ice cream, and she just loves mint chocolate chip, and so she's always like, yeah, I want that double dip. Come on. Bring it on. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, it's awesome. Uh, okay, well, uh, Aaron, thank you for doing this. It was so fun, and I am oh, thanks for having me. so grateful that we got to just chat and catch up and um see what the lord is doing in each other's lives it's it's been fun so thanks for being on and he's really using you he's really using you so be encouraged by that thank you thank you so much that is really sweet okay well love ya and um i will chat with you soon yeah sounds good love you too lana okay bye Ah, aren't y'all just obsessed with sweet Erin? It was so life-giving to get to have a combo with her, and I hope that you heard the Lord speak in and through us today. I'm going to give y'all the handle to the pasta grannies below because I know that you guys want to go follow them because I did, and it's awesome. I'll just say that. And then if you need anything else from me, the website is always posted in the show notes, and I would be so happy to get to chat with you. Don't forget to listen in for the next episode in a couple of weeks. I can't wait to be back with you guys. I just have so much fun here. Ah, okay. As usual, go celebrate something in your life today, guys. Much love, Lena.